Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spooniepreneur Podcast. I'm Nicole Muir, an ex-social worker turned CEO of a virtual support agency. My passion is helping those of us living with chronic illness to see how entrepreneurship can help us pay the bills, find a sense of purpose, and build a flexible life that allows us to balance it all. On this podcast, I'm talking with business owners from all walks of life to learn how they're running their businesses. I'm also going to take you behind the scenes into how I run a six-figure business while living with fibromyalgia, bipolar disorder, irritable bowel syndrome, and anxiety. If you are a spooniepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you are in the right place. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Spooniepreneur Podcast. On today's episode, I am chatting with somebody who I've been following on Instagram for quite a while. And when I was getting ready to record season three of the podcast, I just knew I had to have her on here so that we could have an excuse to have a conversation in real life, aka via Zoom. So... So on today's episode, we are chatting with Gina Frail. She wholeheartedly coaches women, helping them to take up space, grow in confidence, and gain clarity around the things that are important to them. That's a whole lot to unpack, right? And that's what we're doing on today's episode. I really love the fact that we're diving into what it actually means to take up space in your life and in your business so that you can be more confident, go out and achieve those big goals, but do it in a way that feels sustainable and feels joyful. So let's just dive right in. Hi, everybody. I am sitting here with Gina. How are you today, Gina? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. We were just chatting before we hopped on. It's 9 a.m. for me and 2 p.m. for you. So you're super peppy and I am I have oh, my coffee yeah. sitting next to me. <laughs> I don't blame you. That was me at 9 a.m. this morning. So <laughs> yeah. So let's start with you just telling our audience just a little bit about you and the work that you're doing in the world. So um I coach women. Um my my whole um, approach to coaching is very much about empowering women, um, helping them to, you know, take up more space um, to, I always say, like embody their soul goals, you know, really work towards things that, that really mean something that matter to them. Um, and also, I guess another huge thing about that is that I do that um, alongside having a uh, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, um, PMDD. So I'm not specifically um, working with women who have PMDD, but I do feel like it sort of brings um, another layer to the work that I do. Um, And that's really important to me. Yes. So I love that you brought up the idea of taking up space because I'm kind of obsessed with this idea, but (laughs) step people through kind of what that looks like on a practical level. Um, Well, I mean, I think it's different for everyone, isn't it? It's, but I mean, for me as a, as a person taking up space is, you know, is really being at at peace with who I am and being able to step out into the world and uh, 
with confidence I guess is is the big thing it, it's stepping out there with confidence using my voice and not sort of shrinking and making myself small um because I do think that so, so often as women um we are taught to make ourselves smaller but I'm all about flourishing and taking up all that space now I love that so Talk me through just a basic day with you, like with your coaching, because one of the things that I am always most interested in and I hear from mm. people that they love is what does it look like to really navigate having a chronic health condition and trying to make a business work? Yeah. Um, and I guess every day, again, I'm going to say this all the time, every day <laughs> looks different. <laughs> um, but an average day and it's I think it's also important to say that at the moment my um business is still very much in its infancy um but I've had I ran a baking business before this so I've kind of got all that experience under my belt as well but um each day I say I say this thing all the time and anyone who follows me on social media will know this it's how can I set myself up for the day um and it's because every day is different. I don't know how I'm going to be feeling. I can, with my chronic health condition, I have two weeks of the month that I can sort of identify, um, you know, roughly how things are going to be. Um, but each day, my my um, approach is, what do I need today? How can I set myself up for the day? And that can be anything from... I know that I need to drink more water and make sure that I eat properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm, you know, if I've got clients, um, it's planning for those sessions um, and making sure that I have breaks in between. Mm-hmm. So something for me is, I guess, planning my time really well um, because burnout is no good for anyone. Um, it's all about balance. <laughs> It is. And I love that you brought up um, how time planning looks different day to day. Mm. I think that's one of the things that I got most frustrated with when I was starting my business is, you know, that was like all of these preconceived notions of what the day quote unquote should look like. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. That drives me wild (laughs) because it's, and it's, it's different for everyone. And I think, I think maybe this is something that I've seen you speaking about recently. Um, but this this idea that you know success is different for each of us, so and our business looks different for each of us, so we get to choose um, what we want it to look like, mm-hmm. and that's so important, especially like with a chronic illness. You know, we determine what is success. We determine how we run our business, um, and I've got no time for the hustle mentality. <laughs> no time. <laughs> yeah. I, I say I'm allergic to hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, um, yeah, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that we're aligned on that point. I thought we would be, <laughs> but I think, you know, you're at a really interesting point because you're just kind of starting out your business and that's the mm-hmm. time when that hustle culture mentality, I think is the worst, mm-hmm. there, you know, all of this advice of how you, you know, do this and do this quickly. Yeah. And so I'm wondering like, 
how are you navigating that both from like a mental health perspective and then just a practical level and building your business? Yeah, well, it's, it is, it's something that comes up for sure. Um, I definitely have times when I think I'm really hard on myself and I'm like, comparing the comparing thing Mm -hmm. is the, Oh, when you get stuck in that, that trap of comparison, um, it's just a spiral. Um, but it's it's trying to recognize when it happens and I mean sometimes I don't because I'm human but I think I've been kind of training my brain a little bit to sort of click in and go oh what's going on there um and I mean something that um I talk about quite often as well is that I do this thing that I call catch and replace which is when something comes up if it's a negative thought like oh I should be doing this or you know I can see that they're doing that and I'm just you know whatever that may be fill in the blank um I then just try and neutralize it a little bit and say well you know actually you're doing your best and today's another day it can look however you want it to look. Everyone is unique. Um, so I try and do that. Don't always succeed. Uh, <laughs> I think the thing as a coach as well is it's really easy to, to say, to seem positive all of the time. And I'm all about the positivity. Um, I like to think that I'm a relatively positive person. Um but there's there's a balance, isn't there? There's an accepting that I am human. Um, and also, I don't want people to think that I think that I know everything because oh, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> but for sure, it's a balance. I'm really interested as a coach. I'm sure that you see your clients battling with the shoulds all the oh, time. Yeah. So like, what is one strategy that listeners could use today to kind of help themselves when they notice themselves going down that spiral? I'd say if you hear a should, question it. And now that sounds really simplistic, but um, I should be doing more. Um, I should be further along. Asking yourself why why should I be doing it? Where, where has that come from? Is it from me? Is it external? So questioning why. And then once you've really sort of been digging into that a little bit, asking yourself, what do I want it to look like? So really seeing if it is external, if it is, is external, seeing where you actually are coming from. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just comes back to, I guess that for me is checking in with yourself um and I mean a lot of shoulds come from limiting beliefs um they can be quite deep rooted some of the shoulds that come up for us but it is just trying to check in with it acknowledge it if we don't acknowledge things then we can't do anything about them Mm -hmm. for me that's like a a huge thing Mm -hmm. Yeah, if we're trying to pretend like they're not even there, then you can't even get to the root of it. And then you just kind of stay stuck in the the pattern. Exactly. Um, And I mean, I'm curious, is that, I think shoulds come up for everyone, but is that something that comes up for you? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Every single day. And I think, like you said, 
when I stopped trying to ignore it, Mm. like, I, I think that there's this, especially when you're like an entrepreneur and you're supposed to like figure out all the solutions when you butt mm. up against that, you feel like, Oh, I can just, you know, throw all of these things at it and it'll just make it go away. And it's like, how about you just honor it and say mm. it there for a reason um, mm. and just invite it into the business with you. Cause it's not going away. And when I did that, it all shifted. Yeah. The difference that that makes is, is huge. Mm-hmm. So why coaching? You mentioned you have a, you had a baking business and now you're shifting into coaching. So tell me about that transition. Um, I mean, it's not as wild as it sounds. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess I should start by saying that probably about four or five years ago, I, um, I started training as a counsellor. Um, I've always known that I want to help people to empower people. Um, I've just... It's it's taken me some time to really get to the point where I know what that really looks like. Yeah. Um, so I started that training, realized it, it just wasn't quite the right fit. Um, then as things with my health uh, became clearer that I couldn't work, first of all, full time, I couldn't work for someone else. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) I I realized that I needed to make a shift. And initially that shift was baking. I love baking. It is so therapeutic. Mm -hmm. Um, And also to me, baking is like um, an expression of love. So for me, that is what it was. And so it aligned with me in that way. But I realized that it wasn't Firstly, it wasn't meeting my need to empower people. Um, At one point, I looked at how I could use the baking business to sort of expand into like community action and and Mm -hmm. maybe raising funds and that sort of thing. Um, But then I actually came to the realisation that I'd outgrown the 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 dream because I had dreamed like 19 year old Gina had dreamed of having a baking business Mm -hmm. and 31-year-old Gina today um, realises that she's outgrown that. Um, And I mean, in came coaching at at just the right time. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if, um, I mean, I feel like the universe sent it to me, which sounds really woo, but you know, when something just happens at exactly the right time, exactly the right moment. And I, I remember sitting there and just just saying how haven't I seen this before yeah this is (laughs) this is what I'm meant to do um I mean the the fact that I get to work with women and um it's the it's the seeing their journey seeing that process of because often there's there's stuff around self-belief and that um that confidence seeing that build um, and seeing them bloom is just magic. It is the most special thing. Um, and I feel so fortunate to to be a part of, of you know, someone's journey, even in just a little way. Um, so, yeah, I, the journey from baking to, to coaching <laughs> might seem a bit wild, but... Um, it makes sense and it taught me a really big lesson and that is don't be afraid to change your mind um 
I think we often get stuck in um, a past version of ourselves of something that we wanted. And it's, it's really hard to shift out of that. But actually, giving yourself the space to explore what you want now um, can lead to like really beautiful things. I love that. And, and the reason I was like, Ooh, baking is because that's actually where my entrepreneurial streak started was baking. Really? My mom had a, a bakery, a home bakery, and I like taught myself marketing and the back end of things to help her. And that's where that's it started. Amazing. <laughs> I love that. That's where you started. Yeah. yeah. So what does your coaching business look like now? Like how can people find you? What does that process of working with you look like? Um, so if people hop onto either social media or my website, um, the first step is, is usually people having a discovery call with me, which is, it's a free call. Um, it's usually about 30 minutes long. Um, and just during that time, we have a chat, we get to know each other a little bit. We see what's been going on for them. And if we're the right fit, because the most important thing in coaching is that you gel with your coach. <laughs> if you if you don't, then it's not going to work. Um, like there's no two ways about it. If, if you don't have that relationship, then it's just not going to work. So the discovery call for me is just, it's a chance for both parties to have a chat, see if they connect and see if they want to go from there um and after that it's um yeah into the work so <laughs> deep into the work <laughs> and I love that you brought up the discovery calls are as much about you seeing if that you know mm. it's, it's about you as a coach saying can I coach this person yeah and it's about you saying okay does this person like meet my needs yeah exactly and I think sometimes we don't empower each other both ways things mm. sometimes feel like you know, as a coach or, you know, when I'm on a sales call with a potential client, it's like, well, I have to do this. I need the money or I need, you know, I mm. want to, and sometimes it's just not a good fit. And so empowering ourselves around that, I think is, is really powerful too. It is. It's huge because yeah, from a, I guess from a business perspective, um, there's also maybe the idea that as, um, so as the person selling, for one of a right but as as the person selling um you you want all business you'll take anything like it's it but it is a very very uh, reciprocal thing um and if i feel like i can't work with someone if it, if it doesn't feel right then i'll very kindly I, you know i'm not i'm not going to be like off you go um yeah. but if it's just not right because i it wouldn't work for them they would not benefit from that um that journey so it's as much about yeah me as it is about them mm-hmm. I love that so did you I'm always curious when I talk to coaches did you do any kind of professional training or how have you kind of learned the craft of coaching yeah so um I and I'm still completing a qualification actually so I've got um I've got one last module next week um so that's exciting um but it's coaching so interesting because it's not regulated um so something that was really important to me is is that I 
get accredited. So um, it's going to take some time still, but um, I want to be ICF accredited um, just because I kind of feel like it's the, you know, it's the stamp of approval um, and it's sort of saying to my clients that you know I'm working within a framework um I'm ethical I'm you know any number of things now that doesn't mean that I think coaches who don't have that you know aren't those things but for me it just felt really important to have that in place no and I I like asking that question because it sometimes feels like the wild, wild west. And I think when you're searching for a coach, it's like, okay, but do you really know what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when you're, and I think when you're stepping into that helping role, it's also like, do I know what I'm doing? Like, am I empowered to do the best job for my yeah. clients? And some people totally thrive on kind of making it up as they go along and learning on the fly. Um, and I think, you know, there is a benefit to taking the extra step, especially with yeah. it's international coaches federation. Is that what yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. It's kind of like the gold standard of coaching across yeah. the world. So it's, it's a big deal to get ICF accredited. So go. Yeah. Here. Yeah. That's the, um, so the course that I've undertaken is an ICF accredited course and I want the, um, ICF accreditation for myself it's so important to me I also I love um <laughs> I love rules and regulations <laughs> so in school I was always the person who had like the list of everything that needed to be done and I'd be ticking it off um and I work really well within a framework so for me um sort of saying to myself this is what I need to do to get where I want to be um, as a coach is, yeah, it's quite a powerful thing for me. No, I, I did the same thing. I wanted to make the shift into being an online business manager and I decided yeah. to go through the certification process, which is like this intense six month long thing. And I wouldn't have had to do it, but there was something about saying I took that time. I invested that time in my business yeah. And I walked away kind of having the framework and the things to check off that was really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and I think for potential clients as well, this, it says something about your dedication to what you're doing, like that you're willing to make an investment in it, that you're taking it seriously, that, you know, you're you know, willing to go out there, work, work hard to get those things. Um, I think that's really special as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from like a chronic illness spoonie perspective, mm -hmm. it was helpful for me to have a framework because it was less yeah. that I had to think up in my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and just having that, being able to then plan around that as well. Mm -hmm. Like if I know what I need to do, I can, can plan as much as possible, uh, which something for me is um, super important. Mm -hmm. And I think, so one of the things, so on the course that I uh, have been doing, so one of the dates I had to cancel and reschedule because of, um, because of my health. And I didn't anticipate that. And I could have been really hard on myself because, you know, it's really important to me. Um, but you know what, my, my health and my wellbeing are so much more important. And even though the, the training is 
that is um I almost want to say it's everything but it's not everything because I am everything um but it's 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 up there it's important um but I could reschedule it you know so I didn't give myself a really hard time I said this is what I need to do to look after myself um and I did what I needed to do to reschedule it so I could still be working towards the goal that that I'd put in place And I think that's one of the biggest struggles that, you know, when you have chronic illness, you're balancing all those things and you're thinking about, oh, I'm going to take another thing on my plate. Like, why would I do that? (laughs) But it's also like empowering yourself that you get to make it work the way that works for you. Like, just because people go through it in a certain way doesn't mean like if you're for example, enrolling in like an online course, just Mm -hmm. because they say that you, you know, a module opens every week doesn't mean that you have to do it every, like you don't have to go through it. Like you get to decide what works for you as long as you're consistently showing up. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. Um, And I think actually that's something that you've maybe said recently on Instagram because you just saying it there it was like it clicked again and I was like yes I loved it when I saw that yeah exactly yeah it's been my like new soapbox that I've been on (laughs) so my um so my thing at the moment that I'm getting really um passionate about um and I'm, I'm actually writing a blog post on this for um someone it's this idea I'm seeing this a lot at the moment um it's it's around excuses or results Mm. and that word excuses I just want to rip it up and put it in the bin um because it's not excuses or results it's um it's so multifaceted isn't it um when you're working towards something so yeah consider like you said consistency is important um but consistency doesn't mean i have to do all of this right now or everything has to be um oh what's the word i've lost the word it's not a rigid framework like it's a it's a flexible fluid framework um that allows you to go at your own pace to get to where you want to be and i keep on seeing this yeah that thing around excuses or results and um oh it's bothering me (laughs) it also when you frame it as excuses you also kind of neglect the fact that when you're headed towards a big goal, you're going to take steps backward before steps forward again. Um, And if you frame those steps backward as I was just making excuses like, you know, and and bring so much of that on yourself in in a really negative way, then Mm. you don't honor the lessons that you learn from the mistakes. It's one of the reasons that crazy. And it's almost um, like guilt and shame based, isn't it? Um, And I think when you're looking at things from like that sort of perspective, and I almost feel so guilt and shame make you small. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you're, if you're making yourself small, but still trying to work towards something, you're not, you're not building, um, resilience and confidence so where where are you going to go from that point if you arrive at that point and you're you're small um I love how this is a podcast and I'm sat here like (laughs) putting my body together like everyone (laughs) but if you're making yourself small um from that point onwards 
where are you at? Are you at burnout? Are you, you know, but if you've got to that place and you've been kind to yourself and you've been able to, you know, take those step backs and go, okay, lesson learned. What can I do now? Maybe when you get to your goal, you're in a place of confidence and actually you can look forward and see what's next is there a next there might not be uh, but if there is you can move towards it with you know confidence and maybe a bit of joy <laughs> yes because I think when you're framing it as like excuses versus results you take out mm. the emotional aspect of it too yeah definitely because it, it is there is joy in getting to the place but there's also joy in the journey to getting to that point. oh yeah definitely so much joy and you want there to be that joy I I mean I say you I want there to be that joy um because life's long (laughs) and (laughs) I need to take as much joy as I can get yeah so it's like joy in the small things like embracing the small things so important Mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to work with you, where is the best place for them to reach you? So my website, um, which is ginafieldcoaching.co.uk. And yeah, just there's um, the option to go on there and book a discovery call to have a chat or to just, you know, send a message over um, if if that's, you know, preferred. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, Gina. Oh, no, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Spooniepreneur podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're looking to build a business that runs on word of mouth referrals, and who doesn't, head on over to www.resilientbusinesstoolkit to check out my free masterclass teaching you to build a marketing plan that drives word of mouth referrals into your inbox every month. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.